Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. For the next six weeks, we as a church are meeting at Gardine Theatre here in Dundee and we'd love you to join us at 11 o'clock to experience the faith journey along with us. May you enjoy this week's podcast. This morning, I'm going, my name is Gordon Stewart, if you don't know who I am, and I'm going to be preaching this morning or teaching, probably more preaching. Is it teaching, preaching? Probably preaching. And uh, one of the hardest things about preaching is that you've got to recognize that God, when, when, when he spoke in Hebrew to the ancients, the language was Hebrew. When Jesus spoke in the language at the time, probably Aramaic, and a bit of Greek, well, Greek, the New Testament was translated into. But the thing is, in these ancient languages, words mean certain things. Where we use the word love today, and in Greek, there's different types of words that mean love. Quite a number of them. So it's hard sometimes to communicate, but in His presence, by His Spirit, it is possible. So the, the, the glory of a preacher is that we always come up, in, up, up to the stage or the platform or in a seat or in a group. We always come in weakness. But when His presence shows up, something takes place. And God's able to take the weakness of man, the weakness of a woman, and translate the message into something that changes people's hearts and minds. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. I love God the Father. I love Jesus the Son. And I love the Holy Spirit as well. And as we move in the Holy Spirit, there's something that takes place where the Spirit of God lifts up Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah that came 2,000 years ago. So in, in the message here this morning, the message is we're looking at the subject of free your mind or freedom of the mind. And there's a number of points I'm going to go through here this morning, and we'll get to the end of the sermon eventually. But there's a number of things because I want to help unpackage how we think and some of our settings. And the things I'm going to be looking at is our, our default settings, our morning settings, our weather settings. Some of you think, what the heck is he talking about? Then I'm going to look at my default settings then we're going to be looking at resetting our minds. Who loved that play this morning? Wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that great? You know, Nicola, who starred in the play, she did a great job. And the, the, the younger girl, um, was it Kirsten? or Who was it? It was Kirsten. I got it right. It was Kirsten. She's 17 years of age, and she wrote that play. Wasn't it powerful? Come on. So that's... That's amongst our youth group that plays are coming forth. And that was incredibly powerful. So let's, let's have a mindset where we celebrate what's coming forth from the house of God, from the church. Let's celebrate what God is doing. Let's celebrate the gifts and what's happening in people's lives. So it's good to rejoice in these things. So point number one is our default settings. Now, I don't know about you. But does anybody here drive a car? And I, I've got a wonderful car. And when I get in the car, particularly in the winter, something happens when the fans go on to full setting automatically. And the car is absolutely freezing when I start the engine. And, and I've got to turn the fan down fairly quickly. And sometimes when I've had an older car, 
This is something that happened to me. When I started the car, the radio would be on the loudest it possibly could be. And sometimes when, you know, you get in the car at 7 in the morning and you start the car and, you know, David Bowie or somebody comes on, you're like, you know, fair enough, nice music. But I was like, oh, my goodness. And, and, and it's because the default settings in the car are to blast or to blare. And, and, and I don't know how to change the settings in the car. But, but, but that's the default settings. And I don't know how to change them. Now, there was once this happened in real life. In the current car that we've got, the Hyundai thing we've got, it's got nice features on the inside, air conditioning and stuff. And it went from centigrade to Fahrenheit. And I didn't know how to change it. And my kids are going, what temperature is it? And being an older man, an older gentleman, I was going, it's, uh, it's summer and it's 75 Fahrenheit. What does that mean in English, Dad? So I had to find out how, so I read the manual and do you know what? It wasn't in the manual, or I couldn't find it. And I went to the specific thing, dashboard, then from dashboard to air conditioning, and, and, and I just couldn't find it. And I went on one of these websites, you know where you get all these geeks like me, and uh, I was looking up uh, how to change the setting. And you had to press two buttons at once, and it's like, it was like computer. So you had to press three buttons and, and do something else. So I had to get somebody to help me do it. And we managed to change the setting. So we've now got centigrade in the car. So my kids know the exact temperature in the car. Isn't that phenomenal? But the default setting had changed from centigrade to Fahrenheit, and I didn't know how to change it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce to you today, by the grace of God, we're going to know by the end of this meeting how we can change some default settings in our minds and in our lives. Come on. Let's look at the morning settings, the next thing. You know, when, when, when you wake up in the morning, is there any grumpy pumps here? Any grumpy, pumpy people? Does, is there anybody here that needs a coffee before you function? So that's, that's our morning settings. Now, there's times, I'm going to be honest with you, there's times in my life where my morning settings have not been good. There's times where I've woken up and I just feel naturally depressed. Or naturally I'm like, man, I just feel like I'm up against a cloud when I get up in the morning. And it's a heavy, heavy thing to go through. And there's been times and seasons where I've just said, God, help me get through this moment because this is heavy and I can't handle it. But I need your help. I need your grace to get through this moment. And God always shows up. But the key has always been when I've cried out to God and said, God, can you help me in this moment? Because it feels dark. It feels that I'm not just talking about the weather. It feels dark. It feels depressing. Can you help me get through this? And by the grace of God, we get through it. Let's look at the, the weather settings as well. Now, the weather settings, those of you who are from Scotland, that's Scotland, those of you who are from here, you understand what I mean by the weather conversations. Has anybody ever had a positive weather conversation in Scotland? <laughs> and it's hilarious because you ask people, how are you doing? Oh, no bad, but it's a bit of a day, man. And, and how are you? Oh, it's great, but the nights are fair drawing in. And how are you doing today? Oh, it's great. It was sunny yesterday, but, you know, it's, it's 75 Fahrenheit or 24 centigrade today, but, but tomorrow it'll be cloudy and rainy and it'll be miserable again. 
And it's like, oh man. So it's like our weather settings are kind of have been infiltrated by our culture to be negative about our weather. And there was one time I decided to counteract that neggy weather mindset. And as soon as somebody said, oh, it's, I'm having a good day, but it's awful wet outside, I would say, come on, isn't it fabulous that the land of Scotland is getting watered one more time? There's other nations in, like Australia, they're desperate for water, but thank God for the water that we get to water this land. And uh, I had to, you know, I kept, I kept going. I went through a phase, that's when I was younger, you know, like 49. So uh, I went through this phase and I, ke- I kept correcting this. because The reason I was correcting other people was because I was actually correcting myself. And what I did was I had a negative mindset that was shaped by the weather. And uh, many of us experience this in Scotland as we, we're shaped by what the weather's like today. It's going to be sunny. And I used to have a sense of humor where I say, yeah, it's going to be summer for three days in the summer. It's going to be sunny or summer will last three days and it's gone. And that's a load of rubbish because last year the summer was incredible. For three months it was like Mediterranean in Glasgow. It was 82 Fahrenheit. Can't even mind what that is in centigrade, but it was 30 or something. It was jolly hot and it was incredible. So there's something took place, though it could just be climate change, but I'm not saying it's because I've got a positive mindset, but it's grasp the moment. Watch your weather settings. Your weather settings can be a clue of where your mindset's at, because how you interpret things or see things or how you communicate things could be that there's something negative on the inside of you that is not good. Let's look at the next point, and this is my default settings, or if I can say it another way, your default settings, or say it a better way, our default settings. That was so much more inclusive, Gordon. So our default settings, how we think and how we respond in situations. You know, you might have grown up in a a very, very positive family. You might have grown up in a very negative family. I don't know your family background, but here's the thing is some of us are conditioned by circumstances. Some of us, our developmental behavior has been conditioned by people that we've worked with, we've trained with. They might be very, very negative people. But it's important that our default settings are chosen by us. So here's the thing is that many people, their default settings is they have a blame culture for how they behave like myself when I started correcting people about their weather culture, where the issue was within me. And here's the thing about the default settings, is we need to recognize that the battle is within. How we think is determined by us. I love that drama this morning, how the voice, the emotion, the negativity in the background, that voice that sometimes continually comes at us, And when Nicola made that choice to say, you will not have power, you will not have control over me, something took place in her life. And she focused on Jesus and determined that her choice, her mind would be set on the things of God. And that's important that we recognize our default settings. There's times where my default setting has gone negative and and I'm continually negative. 
And sometimes Fiona's graciously highlighted to me that I'm being negative. And I've realized, oh, so yeah, I'm being negative. I'm just a grumpy old man. Forgive me, God. And help me to get into the mind of Christ, where I encourage people. And my voice is used for the glory of God. You know, one of the, the talking about Craig when he was chairing this morning and led us into the thing about our, the weaknesses, how we can feel weak. And one of the things I've found is sometimes in, 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 in moments of incredible weakness where I'm just like, oh God, I just feel so weak. I feel so useless. And I'm speaking to someone and the Spirit of God just reminds me of something. And I speak something to them and, and it's like a game changer for their life. And the reason it happens is because in that moment of weakness, as long as I'm open to the Spirit of God and say, God, say what you want to say, the Spirit of God can speak and we can help change people's destinies, their purpose and their destiny. And that's what I believe God wants for His church's life, that we are people who will process His Word. And often our default setting is we go back to the same old, same old. I want to bring a challenge to you today. You're going to love this. I want you to ask someone in your life who knows you, who's at this meeting today with you, and to say to them, what, what, what are my default settings? Can you be honest with me and tell me if I'm just a negative, grumpy old man, or if I'm somebody that ladles and pours the Word of God into say, just be honest with me. Am I grumpy? Am I negative? Or do I bring the Word? Do I bring the Word of encouragement? Am I a Barnabas? No, Barnabas means son of encouragement. Thank you. I was just a way to say encouragement, but you said son of, and I was like, yeah, son of encouragement. He's son of encouragement. That's what it means. Do you want to be a Barnabas, or do you want to run people over with your bus? So are you a Barnabas? Are you an encourager, or do you flatten people? Come on, are you a lifter-upper? Are you a lifter-upper of the saints? Come on, where's your mindset? When you're home alone, I'm not talking about the movie, when you're home alone, like we saw in the drama, do you get negative? Is your mindset negative? How are you at managing your mind? Can you manage you, or are you out of control? When you sit alone by yourself, how do you feel? Are you, are you full of negative emotions? One of the things I learned many years ago is that if I don't talk to me, me will talk to me. So if I don't talk to myself, I'll start talking to myself. Let me explain that. If I talk to myself, I can be encouraging. I can say, listen up, Gordon. Jesus saved you. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall know. I can start preaching to myself. I can open the Bible and I can say, listen, young man, by faith, you are created in his image. You are blessed. You're highly favored. I can speak the word of God. But I, if I listen to the, de, the old default sentence, oh, Gordon, you're just a miserable old get. You're just, you know, you're weak. When you stand up there with your bald head, you're like, your people are laughing at you and they think you're an idiot and you better just go to your bed and just don't come out to play on a Sunday. And, you know, that's, that's called a negative mindset, isn't it? Who wants these old man default settings? I don't. But it's important that we build up a positive, encouraging thing, narrative within ourselves based on who we are in Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ. That's so important. Now, I'm going to reveal some keys 
here this morning. You ready for some keys? And I don't mean car keys of a car that's got Fahrenheit rather than centigrade. I mean kingdom keys. So there's kingdom keys. And I love this verse. I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians 10. And it says, I'm going to read the whole thing, but just part of the verse is going to come up on the screen. It's behind, it's behind you, behind me. Now, I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent, am bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as, as if we walked according to the flesh. Paul is correcting some thinking. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every Sorry, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I love that verse. And it's one verse I meditated on when I came to faith in Christ. I came to faith in Christ as a teenager, as an 18-year-old. And, and my mind was at times filled with incredible negativity. And I just couldn't see my way through depression and various things. And that was a verse that I held on to. And I'd meditate on it. And I would say, God, thank you that your weapons are great. They're powerful for bringing down strongholds. Now, those who are involved in prayer, we know that strongholds can be other things. It can be demonic things that are dominating areas or, or, or things like that. And, but, and we can bring them down. But this context here is talking about the arguments, the legalism that was coming against Paul and the teaching of Christ, the grace of God. So Paul recognized there were strongholds. But on this day, ladies and gentlemen, we need to recognize that there's strongholds that can dominate our lives. And we need to be people who walk and bring down wrong thinking. You see, there's something about taking a thought captive that is really powerful. When I saw that drama today, I was thinking, man, that sounds like somebody's double-minded. That looks like somebody's got an, a, an internal narrative that is very, very difficult, and there's a tension there. This morning, it's important that we recognize there is always going to be a tension there. And how we manage ourselves, how we think, how we change how we think, our thought processes have to be clear and clean, and we need to communicate with great wisdom. But here's the key. We need to bring down strongholds. It says, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, the amazing thing is, is that no matter where you are in life, no matter how successful someone is in life, they'll always have this negative narrative going on against them. And that's called our default setting. And we need to counter, we need to know on a daily basis, basis how to counter that default setting. We need to recognize that default setting is wrong. In my mind, I have the mind of Christ. Romans 12 verse 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you take responsibility for your mind. As you think, as you change your default setting from negativity 
to the Word of God that will lead to positivity, it's important that our minds are fixed on Jesus. And that's an absolutely crucial thing. You know, there's times where, I have to be honest, there's times where I've just said, God, I'm, I'm just struggling with this. And it's the image, it's this the self-image thing, how we see ourselves, we perceive the weakness. But it's like the enemy, the devil will take the most negative things that we can think, and it's like he, he magnifies it. It's like the weakness is magnified. Or, or even our history, some things in our past, things that we've done where we've sinned against God or we've sinned against others. And it's like he can then bring up that past. But the Bible says as far as the east is, from the West, so, so, has, so, so he's removed our sins from us. And when the enemy comes with that accusation of what you did in the past, or you, you had this problem, or that problem, or you had this bad relationship, it's important that we recognize that, you know, I am forgiven. I am free. No accusation, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Nothing that comes against me. Because in the name of the Lord, I'm going to counter it with his word. And when negative thoughts come in, I'm going to take them captive. I'm going to capture them. I'm going to tell them you've no power over me. So as soon as the negative thought comes in and tries to demolish the, Im the image of God or the, the person who we are in Christ, it's important that we capture these thoughts and say, no longer do you have power over me. No longer do you have a stronghold over me. I take these thoughts captive, and I bring them low in Jesus' name. There's times in my life, I want to tell you where, there's times in my life where I've had to say, God, I take that thing captive. That is not your word. That's not your plan. That's not your destiny for my life. And even though, enemy, you refute the calling and the destiny and the plan of God on my life, that will not take root. I do not allow that seat to take hold in my life because the word, the seed of the word of the Lord is more powerful than the seeds of the enemy. So when false thinking or false teaching comes against the church, when things come in, it's important that we can take captive these thoughts out there, but also in here as well. You know, it's important that we take responsibility for ourselves. It's important that we recognize that we are the ones who need to sanctify ourselves and take responsibility to renew our minds. Many of us here today, some of you are struggling with a negative, negative mindset, but you've allowed default settings to have control over you. But today, declares the Lord, it's time to break that thing. And the person who will break it is you. Jesus has already paid the price on the cross. Jesus has paid the price, and it's important that we implement the power of the covenant. It says, Jesus has forgiven me, I forgive myself. I let go of these negative things. I choose on this day not to be bombarded with these things. And when these thoughts do come, I've got verses ready in my Bible or my iPhone or my um, uh, paper, paper notes to say, no longer enemy do you have control over me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He that's in me is greater than he's that's in the world. I will not allow my mind to be controlled by these negative things. I want my mind renewed in Jesus Christ. And, and get some help. If you need help on the journey, ask someone, can you help me? Can you help me? My mind is negative. 
I'm all, my default position is that I turn into a mourning old man and I need your help. I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to change. I want to be somebody who's like a Barnabas, not some run some people that run people under the bus. I want to be a Barnabas. I want to be an encourager. I want to be a motivator. I want to lift people up and give people bespoke words that will change their lives for the glory of God. Help us, God, not to have that negative mindset. You know, it's like the man, there was once a man who, on his, on his, after his fifth marriage, and he's on his sixth marriage, and uh, his, you know, his wife said to him, you know, I'm actually thinking about leaving you because you're a pain in the neck, and you know, you've got some issues, and you just won't listen, and all this kind of stuff, and he goes for a walk, and the penny drops, and he realized, you know what, I've been married. I've been married five times, and the issue might be within me. It might not be these crazy women that I married. It might actually be me, and the penny drops. And uh, my prayer today is that the penny drops, that you realize, I'm not talking about being divorced, for, I'm talking about mindset. You know, the narrative, the narrative is always to blame others. You look at Adam and Eve, they blame God or blame the devil, and they blame each other. So there's a blame culture comes in. It's part of the fallen race as we blame others. Here's the kingdom culture. We take responsibility. But before responsibility comes, there has to be respondability. In our words, we respond to His Word and His leading. And the person who can change your mind is you. It's ultimately God who can change and help your mind. But the, the reason He will do that is because we respond to Him. We take responsibility and say, God, I'm going to change some things. I, I believe that God will break chains over people's lives. I believe that God delivers people and sets people free. I believe that God heals people. And I believe that God can supernaturally renew and restore people's minds here today. But what I want to submit to you here today is that on this day, you are responsible for your mind in Jesus, in Christ. And it's important that we go from this place and say, God, I'm going to take responsibility for who I am in you. And this nightmare that sometimes goes on in my life, this nightmare narrative no longer needs to have control or hold over me. And I want to invite you, because normally when we've been in the church building on the Perth Road, we invite people to come to the front. But I want to invite people to go to the back today, not to leave the building, but to come and have a chat with someone or speak to a friend or speak to a home group leader or someone. Just say, I need some help. I'm a nutter. I'm, I'm just got this crazy narrative going on in my head and I need some help. I'm naturally negative and I want to become a person who's positive. I want to be changed by the Word of God. Can you help me? Can you give me a start? I remember sitting with um, Fiona's father, who was the founding pastor of Gate Church International in 1976 in Dundee. And one of the things, I remember going into his office as a young man and said, do you know what? Sometimes my head is done in. Now, I'll translate that. What it means is my head is so negative. Sometimes I just can't think positively, and I'm just overwhelmed. And he said, you know, one of the best things you can do, son, is he said, is read Proverbs every day. There's 31 books of Proverbs, and there's 30, on average 30 days in a month, approximately. 
I've not got my calculator out, but roughly. So, uh, and plus, uh, if there's only 30 days in a month, you could read two on the last day. So I began to read Proverbs every day, and it began to change my mind. Because one of the things that happened is God's Word and God's wisdom. You see, it's a book of wisdom. And if we want to be wise, we need the Word. And if we want, if we want the Word to change our lives, the Word needs to go in our minds and our hearts. And as the Word comes in, something will change for the glory of God. I want to invite you here today. If, if I've described anything during this preach that describes you, I challenge you to take the challenge of, of writing down things, meditating upon the Word of God, and allowing God's Word to have precedence in your mind. And if you've got default settings that are incredibly negative, just say, God, I want to change. I, w I, w I want it to go. And I want you to use me powerfully for your glory. And if you need to be accountable to someone, I'd invite you to go and speak to a friend and just say, can you help me? I'm a negative person. Help me, Lord. And just say, do you know what? I've got some things going on in my head that aren't the best, but I need some help. I feel trapped in it. There's times when I've gone and asked for help. When, For example, when I spoke to Fiona's dad, one of the things that the way I describe it is that when, when I have an issue going on inside, it feels like Vesuvius, you know, the volcano. It's like this volcanic eruption. It's like, oh, God, how do I get this out? How do I tell someone? How do I speak, speak about it? And breaking out in sweat. And I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. The, the person will think I'm an idiot. They'll think I'm a nutter. They'll need to phone the doctor or someone and just think I'm mad. Or, but I, I need some help. And when I've spoken to someone or confessed a sin or confessed an issue or shared something, do you know what it feels like? It feels like I've gone and spat out a wee lump of coal, and it's got no power over me. It's not lit anymore, and it's got no power. It's got no hold. And I realized that issue that was within me that felt like a volcanic eruption that was going to explode, going to rip my life apart, when I, when I confessed it, when I spoke it out, suddenly the fire was put out. And the hugeness of it, it shrunk. And I realized as I spoke it out, confessed it out, or shared it with someone, or spoke to the Lord, what happened was that thing that seemed so huge became small. Do you know why? Because it didn't have control over me anymore. And that's the power of confession. And that's the power of sharing. And that's the power of fellowship. That as we share, the thing shrinks. When the thing is within you, it's got power over you because it's a secret. And when that secret is broken and when that secret is brought out into the open, it shrinks. I'd encourage you here today, if you've got something that you need to confess, it might be a sin or it just might be your neggy mindset, just say, oh God, give me someone to speak to and go and say, can you help me? Can you pray for me? At the back of the meeting today, we've got a prayer team that are going to be available to pray with people. And I want all the small group leaders to be available as well. Just, just to be on site, just say, how are you doing? Did you get impacted today? Do you need to talk? Just ask someone, how's it going? What's happening? And let's, let's believe that God can change us for his glory. Come on, it's great to preach to a room full of Barnabases here this morning. You are the Barnabases of Dundee. Do you know, I remember before I was a Christian, someone spoke to me and they encouraged me. It was a bus driver. And I was getting on a bus, and I was completely, I was, in, I was at a place of depression. And the bus driver said, you all right, son? I said, aye. 
he said, and he went, he, he talked about, you're a handsome laddie, and I said, oh, thank you. And uh, he said, you know what? And he said, you're going to make it. He says, whatever comes against you, you're going to make it, son. Don't give up. I don't know if he was a Christian or not, but his words were like, man, they struck me like lightning. How would you like to be that voice in somebody's life this week? Come on, we've got, we've got, we've got a room full of people here this morning that can be the voice of God. If you change your mind, you can be that voice. You can be that Barnabas that just says to someone that word of encouragement. You know, it might be that you rescue someone from suicide this week. It's possible. I remember being in Miami years ago, and there was someone who, they, they shared their testimony of how someone went out on the streets, and they spoke to this young lady, and she was sharing her testimony. And she said, this guy came up to me, and he said, God has come to deliver you. And she was freaked out because, and they also went and said, God loves your life. He doesn't want you to take your own life. And she was about to jump off a bridge. She was so depressed and suicidal. And in that moment, she was rescued. There's rescuers in this room here today. There's people that can bring the word of the Lord that can change somebody's life and rescue somebody's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I invite us all to stand? The band are going to come and play. And I just want to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, for, thank you for today. I thank you for every single person in this room. I thank you that we're all valued by you. And Father, I pray that we would place the value that you place on us, that we would place that value on ourselves, and we would place it on others. And Father, we pray that our minds would be renewed, that we would change some things in how we think. Where we've got stinking thinking, we change it. And, and, and we'd become people who are right who are like oracles, who speak your word <coughs> in power and bring hope to people's lives. I thank you for every person here today. And I pray, oh God, that we can go from this place making a choice to renew our minds, to change our thinking, and to conquer some things this week that need to be conquered, oh God. We thank you, oh God. I want to preach. I want to prophesy to some people in a place. You're in a place of authority in your job or your sphere or your family. I just want to say to you here this morning, just, just speak. Just speak the word to your circumstances. Speak to situations. It might be that you speak to an atmosphere or a room, but it might be that you have to speak to a person. But speak with authority this week because God has bestowed His authority on you. In the old covenant, they said that you're the head and not the tail. In Christ, how much more? We are kings and priests. So, Father, I pray that kingly, priestly anointing would flow through your people this week. The Barnabases would arise and speak the word of God. People's hearts would be healed. Their minds would be touched. I pray, oh God, because of people in this room this week, the people that set, that help others get free from depression and even from suicide and self-harm, and all the things that go on in this, this world, oh God. Father God, thank you, Jesus, that you came to set the captives free. Thank you that every addiction is broken. Every chain is broken in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We declare freedom in this room this morning. Freedom for the minds of the saints of God. Freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.